0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another Overcast Day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by David Newman, Director of Guernsey Alcohol Advisory Service, an organization providing counseling and support to anyone whose life's been negatively affected by alcohol. David, hello. Hi. Thank you for coming on the program today. Um, we might as well dive straight in. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: I think for me, it's on three levels. One, um, I actually run and manage the organization. I have staff here. There is an eight-bedded residential unit which needs managing. And also, part and parcel of my job is to take um, the work that we do into the community fundraise, promote services um, and actually raise the profile of the organization.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Uh, I'm I think for me to actually present myself one of the things that's quite important is to make sure that I, I portray a vision I portray a purpose um, I'm very dynamic in the way that I present, um, the organisation, the advocacy of what the organisation does, um, I would um, argue that i am come across as quite confident and inspirational in, in the way that I deliver um, the message that I want to do.
0: Let's talk a bit about uh, the Guernsey Alcohol Advisory Service. How many patrons do you serve?
1: Um, the actual organisation is uh, for the bailiwick of Guernsey, um That includes Guernsey, and then there's um, Alderney, Sark, and a few other islands, and so on. Um, The overall population that we deal with is about 75,000 people, so it's not a large amount of people. The organization itself sees, um, on average, between 100 and 200 people a year.
0: Let's go back to the very beginning of your career, when you are first starting out in the world of work. Was well, there any particular circumstances or individuals who shaped the way that you lead today?
1: Um, yeah, my, my my training at the very, very beginning started off actually within psychiatric nursing, um, very much. Um, I did a three-year nursing um, degree. Um, part of that nursing training was looking um, at drug and alcohol services. Um, and when I qualified, I worked for a consultant psychiatrist, Um, who had very definite views on how um, to provide alcohol and drug services. He he was a a Spanish consultant psychiatrist called Dr. Mateo. And his outlook, um, a lot of his philosophy and his ideas shaped the way that I then looked at how to develop services and how I would look at um, forwarding my career.
0: Now, to those young people who are starting out their careers today, what are your recommendations or advice?
2: I think
1: if you're going to take on a career such as mine, I think commitment and passion in what you're doing is really, really important. Um, That will come through if you're talking to people, if you're promoting yourself, if you're actually looking at um, how you persuade people either to give you a job or move you on in your career. I also think that the the traits of honesty and integrity are also very important. You know, people make judgments on who and what you are quite quickly. And again, making sure that you portray yourself as somebody that can actually be trusted, somebody who knows what they're talking about, and somebody who's driven and focused and knows where they want to go.
0: Now, if I was to ask you to objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be?
1: Um, Well, that's a question. (laughs) Um, I think Nelson Mandela. I think... From what he experienced, from the period in time that he was, from his incarceration and then subsequent release, and the dignity he showed and the leadership qualities he showed were exceptional. Where a lot of people would probably have been very, very um, negative and bitter about the experiences they'd gone through.
0: And what can you take uh, from uh, Mandela's example and apply to the world of business?
1: I think he came across, he came across as such a genuine, caring, empathetic person. You know, he'd gone through the trials and tribulations, he knew what he wanted, he was driven, he he saw what he wanted for the country, the direction, and so on. And he became, he came across as so very believable and actually focused on what he wanted to do and what he wanted to achieve.
0: And if I was to ask you, amongst the crop that are alive today?
1: Um, Leadership parties today? Um, That's quite quite a difficult one. Um, I would look... (laughs) One of the people that I've actually been watching um, a programme about and (laughs) and listening to and be very, very impressed with and so on is um, Ed Balls, former Labour politician. I'm looking at some of the qualities he's brought and the programs he's done and so on. And I, I was very um, impressed with the way that he portrayed himself and his ideology and the way that he looked forward.
0: David, now in the next uh, 12, 24 months, uh, what are the goals of the Guernsey Alcohol Advisory Service?
1: Um, the main one that we have is we have a residential unit here. Um, this is provided for people with alcohol, alcohol, mental health issues. Over the last, um 12 months, we have been involved in a renovation project here. We've increased the capacity of the facility. And, in fact, I have just um, employed a new manager for that very facility. And what we are looking at doing is very much promoting the services that we offer and providing a, a therapeutic process that will enable people to address their serious alcohol, alcohol mental health issues, get sober and move on. So for us, that's one of the main focuses of where we're taking this organization. Obviously we have funding issues as all charities do and that is very much part of what my role as the director is, is going out, selling the service and gaining sponsorship, gaining donations and so on to enable us to continue to expand our work.
0: What's the greatest challenge facing uh, the population of Guernsey at the moment?
1: Um, I, I think like lots of um, like the UK, there's a lot of uncertainty. We are not sure. Guernsey, even though it is not part of the UK, is a crown dependency. It has close links to the UK. It also has close links to Europe. And I think with, if you listen to the politicians and the island and the people you know, Brexit, as it, large, it looms large for many, many people, is also a concern here, and how the islands of England actually fits in to what changes are happening and, and where it goes from here on in.
0: Well, David, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the program today, and I do hope that we can have you back on in the near future. Uh, David, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. That was David Newman, Director of Guernsey Alcohol Advisory Service. And now, if you haven't heard it before, it's Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Geoff Hurst. Uh, We're now joined, uh, though, by former
3: England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Sir Geoff Hurst, Uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
2: Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Uh,
3: And perhaps I should uh, start and get it over and done with. I know you must be bored with it and uh, you've probably been asked a thousand times. But when you got out for a duck playing for Essex...
2: Simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, the quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp, who um, was played under him and has been very successful as a player and, and the manager over many, many, many years. He and he's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 50 years. I guess he would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. He'd worked with. So you, you're very fortunate i think you, you you think you're lucky when you come across if you have a great teacher at school and uh, a great coach as we had in ron greenwood and of course uh, a great manager in so to come across people like that of that caliber can have a huge influence on your your career of course and, and then your life and that's that's quite purely the case
3: absolutely and in those early days um at
2: That's griping or moaning about the system, and if you've got people like that in your organisation, one thing I have learnt, and I've taken it on in my life and my family, if you've got somebody in a group that doesn't want to be part of it. You, you get them out. And Alpha I think, was was quite ruthless of that and his staff. And I think that's one thing. I, one of the most serious ones. I think I've learnt over a long period of time.
3: And is there? Do you think? Uh...
2: they were people that else didn't think wanted to be part of a group um so that that's that's for me in terms of my personal view i think that it looked prior to the um world cup that i was going to be playing um in it only a few games before i was i was playing and i played with the region in the game against yugoslavia only a couple of months before the final and it looked at that stage as if i was going to be
3: uh, well, you want me tell you true. if you want.
2: You want, you've got time? I've been I can tell you if
3: You want Jeff? Go on. Go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay, so I was uh, doing a, a at a dinner in, in the Channel
2: lines, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, guest of honour. On this occasion, I was speaking for about twenty minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was usual football questions, and then all of a sudden, I heard a somebody at the back who Looking at so that, many. yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody. i going back to an earlier earlier question for me: that, um all hard-nosed professionals, good good teammates, mm. good socially.